is the atmosphere of grace. The Lord put in our hearts that this month we should talk about grace. Grace has a voice. Grace speaks. And that is exactly what we shall be doing. Praise the Lord. That is exactly what we shall be talking about. Last Sunday was explosive. And today, in the freshness of the Spirit of God, I'm believing God for an amazing time. Second Corinthians, our anchor scripture for the month. Chapter 9 and verse 8. Second Corinthians, chapter 9 and verse 8. You got very swift with me this morning. I have limited time. And the word of the Lord must be preached, must be pronounced, and must be communicated. Are we together? And God is able to make all grace, shout all grace, grace. abound toward you. That you always have in what? All sufficiency. In all things, May have what? An abundance for every good work. I'm going to keep you to read it one more time. Read it selectively and read it with all of your heart. Take your eyes away from distractions. That could be internal distractions. Let's go one more time. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always have in all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Father, bless the preaching and the teaching of your word today. Open our hearts to receive this sweetness of grace as it comes from the Father of all liberality. We'll receive in abundance and we'll excel abundantly. Our lives shall produce good works and greater works. In Jesus' sweetest name, we are prayed. Please get seated. I cannot take my eyes and my attention away from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, as we have this profound conversation and an amazing, awesome submission on the great topic called faith. I'm sorry, grace, I beg your pardon. God's grace. Grace is so powerful, very powerful. In fact, let me give you one word to describe grace God. Pastor Paul, what is grace? God. But Pastor Paul, love is used to divine God. Without the love of God, you can't even comprehend the enormity of grace. The fact that you have grace means that you are loved by God. So we talk about grace because of the love of God that is revealed and shown to us. Everyone hearing my voice online and in the building this morning understand that you are loved. And because you are loved, you are marked for grace. You are marked for grace. That will first of all, Set to every sense of disenfranchisement. That will first of all deal with any issue of inferiority. That will first of all makes you to come out of any sense or moves or feelings of rejection, deterioration, being ostracized. Because once you are loved by God, you can walk in grace. You can, I can say with all the audacity, automatically, profoundly, that you will surely walk in grace. Now, if you begin, is then what are the things that your life begins to exhibit and begin to display? It simply means anything and everything that God can do. Anything and everything that God can do. If God can prosper life, you, are, you will prosper. If God can cause me to excel, you will excel. If God can cause me to travel around the world, you will travel around the world. If God can cause me to bear children, you will bear children because you have grace. Praise God. And please, you need to look at the scripture, look at the screen, hear me, and let's have settled understanding this morning. Why screen? Because I want to read scripture with me. Alright, so we can settle understanding. The first thing I would like to say this morning, very importantly, is that God is able God is what? Able. God is able and he gives grace. God is able and he gives grace. I put those two, those two things together. God and God is able to God. And God is able to make all grace. God is able to make all grace. God is able to make all grace. I spoke about that extensively last Sunday because of, I don't have time. I will only flog that. What that simply means is this. Media. That scripture simply means that you cannot be deficient. 
please, don't allow your current situation to afflict your mind not to agree with God's word. Sometimes when your mind is not agreeing with God's word, it's, 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 it's an affliction. It's a mental affliction. When something is beating you and stopping you and, and, and saying no, God is speaking, but your situation is saying no. Don't allow that. Don't bring that. Grace can rewrite your story. I'm telling you the truth. Now, from that scripture, it said God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you have, look at it, you, you, always, every second, every minute, every day, every week, everyone, believe it like that. Praise God. Believe it like that. Always, shout always. So as long as God is with you, there is something called always provision. Always protection. Always guidance. Always preservation. Always, always. You can't be stranded. You can't be stranded. You cannot be stranded. You cannot be ostracized. You cannot be rejected. You are going to the, to the embassy. You are in the consciousness that grace is available to you. You are talking to a client. You are in the consciousness that you, have, you carry grace. Always, always. Having all sufficiency. In how many things? All things. There is no, you know, there, was, there is no part of your life that should look so dejected or look so funny, look so ugly. Having all sufficiency in all things. Look at the last statement. May abound, shut abound. Or may abound or may have abundance. For what? Every good work. Number one, God is able to make grace available so you can have good works. Good works. And provisions for good works. I would like to release to, to my understanding there are two as given by God, my Jesus. There are two, there are two dimensions of understanding as it the workings of God and to provisions. There is something called perpetual provision and as what's well called on time provision. God can bless you that you are reproductive in order. You are what? Reproductive in order. You have 10,000 last year, and before you, I'm sorry, look about that, that's too far. You have 10,000 a minute ago, and before it finishes, you have been given a system blessing that is regenerated income for you again and again. In other words, nothing finishes in your hands. By divine commitment and by the blessing of establishment. By divine commitment and the blessing of establishment, there is something that you are doing that generates income every time. Taking it from desire to establishment. You know, sometimes we have a desire, but not sin. But we have a desire on what we are doing, but we are not predictable. And we have no predictable lifestyle. How do I mean? Let me break that down. What I'm saying is this, you have a job. But for five years, you have having the same salary. And that has put you in a certain limited life. You can't think beyond that space. You can't operate beyond that income. You are in a confinement. Everybody sees that you go to work. Everybody sees that you go to work every now and then. Every day you come back in, I mean, you go in the morning, come back in the evening, but you are at a particular limited level of living. When grace comes, it shatters that experience. It utters it. That's why I'm so happy with that testimony. With all the step back and all that happened, everyone came through this year. And reverse it, and he was pushed forward, and income increases, job increases, I mean, promotion happened on his job. That is how grace functions. Hear me? Grace does not leave you at the same spot. Grace, you can't be saying you have grace and your story is the same perpetually. No, sir. No, sir. Let's travel deeper this night. I mean, this morning. No, sir. You can't be claiming you have grace and your life is perpetually the same. I am not yet where I'm going, but I'm not the same. Of what, I'm not the same person I was yesterday. I am not yet where I am going, but I am not the same Pastor Paul of ten years ago. I am not yet where I am headed, but I am not the same Pastor Paul of seven years ago. And in the name of Jesus Christ, by this time next month, I won't be the same as I am right now. That is how grace functions. Now, hear this. God is able to make such grace available so you can have abundance for every good work. Abundance for every good work. Now, I told you last time, last Sunday, how when we got married, I could not afford outright payment of school fees. 
And I have friends and father in faith that have schools. So I refuse to take my children there. I refuse, sir. The first guy came, I said no. The second guy came, I said no. Except they had given me scholarship. I would have enjoyed that offer. But because I had to hit myself. So I am not paying 10,000 naira now, 5,000 tomorrow, and the whole world will know my level. So I hid myself to grow in my grace. But today is a different story. Does that make any sense? Grace does not put two at the same level forever. If there is anything you want to hear this morning, hear that one. Grace does not put you at the same level forever. Whoever has stayed on the spot for a long time after today's service, there shall be a different iteration. So God is able. Number two, God supplies grace. He supplies. And I will show you. Please, people should be with me. He is able to give grace. And it's also a supplier of grace. Sometimes when grace is advertised, the awesome deliveries of grace can make you think, can I have it? Or is it possible? Yet this morning that God is able to make it happen to you. And number two, he supplies it in abundance. Psalm 84, verse 11, media. Psalm 84, please. God is able to make grace available unto you. And at the same time, he is also a supplier. He has the capacity so he can supply it. He has the ability so he can supply it. For the Lord God is a sun and shade. The Lord, very direct statement. The Lord will give what? Grace and glory. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will live withhold from those who walk uprightly. Wow. Wow. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. So you may have an abundance for every world, good work. Who is understanding scripture here? For every world, good work. 84 verse 11 is not saying, is the sun and the shade. No good thing. No good thing. So in other words, once you hear grace, what is the next thing? This is a great church. You're a powerful student of the world. So, now, we are submitting faith is agreeing with God's word. End of discussion. Those who look as if they have faith does not have results. You may look like you have results, I mean you have faith, it does not automatically translate to results. You don't look faith, you have it. Those who look like they have faith don't automatically produce results. Producers of results are those who believe God's word. Now, from what I have read, these two powerful scriptures, and by two immutable things, it is impossible for God to lie. Once there is grace, there will be good works. Grace, good life, good work. So, grace and goodness travel together. Surely, goodness and mercy shall what? So, they always travel. Goodness and grace. Goodness and mercy. Mercy is the higher version of grace. Are you aware? <laughs> because mercy is what slap all your accusers. Mercy slap your accusers, slap your mockers, slap everyone that is belittling you. Grace slaps everyone who disbelieves in you. Mercy. Including your wrongs notwithstanding. When mercy is at work, grace functions freely. When mercy is at work, what happens? Grace functions free. Is my compassionate heart extended to you to love you, to cover you, to cleanse you, to correct you, to embrace you, and still put your destiny? So when you see a man who really loves God, that God is really helping, he's a tearful worshiper of God because of mercy. The Lord is a shit and song. No. The Lord will give grace and no good thing will he what? Withhold. He will not withhold it. He will not withhold it. For the Lord is a son and she, the Lord will give grace and glory. Ooh. He will give grace. Now, I left a retreat, a minister's conference on Friday, and I had an appointment to be in Lekki. So I did not rest. 
So I drove to my house and changed and drove straight to Lekki. And I, okay, that motor was moved two hours. So I said, okay, let me find something in my tummy. And I drove to a restaurant. And I saw him, an elderly man, wearing white, sweet, handsome elderly man. And greeted me very warmly. I didn't like what I saw on their display in that particular restaurant. So I went back to my car. Architect was with me, the car was for me. And I said, okay, let me, yes, do you have any flyer here? Let me go and invite that man. Perhaps he can come to our lucky church. So I pulled out the flyer to the evangelism. And as I gave him the flyer, he said, as I see you, you are a carrier of illuminary light. He said, here it is. There is something about you. I see glory. Luminary. I said, I am a Muslim allergy. For me to be telling you this, pay attention to it. So I smiled. Such a plain sad comment. I was coming from the place of a counter to that I carry grace and that grace travels with glory. There is nothing I'm wearing right now that is less than two years. How many years now? Minimum. So not to be modest. From my head to my toe, there is nothing you see me wearing now that is less than two. But the tie I'm wearing now is four years. How many years now? This kind path is too vulnerable. But I'm going to teach you rightly. Grace is not a sponsor of compassionness. You didn't hear that one. Grace is not what? A sponsor of compassionness. There is nothing I am wearing from my head to my socks, everything, less than two years. In fact, the bow tie is four years. I wore this at my 40th. Can you imagine? We're in four years after. He must be a poor man, your opinion. The wife that sleeps in the bed with me every day, enter into the service, look at my hand. He said, Did you just buy this wash? I've not seen it before. That is a woman that sleeps in the same bed with me. He didn't know where I was going. He, with what I wore, that is nothing less than two years, and the boat is four years. Say, look at me and say, what I'm wearing is new. That is how glory functions. Grace is not a sponsor of conversiousness. I am not talking about grace so you can become a murderer. And unsettled in the things of the spirit is about glory functioning in your life. When grace comes on you, you walk in glory. Everything about to become sweet, that is glory. Everything about to become glittering. Your statement becomes acceptable. It becomes gracious. There are many of us here, your words are never accepted. It lasts grace. The Bible talks about the ornament of grace. The oil of grace. Why must everybody be rejecting your statement? There is nothing you say that carries grace. But when you carry glory, sir, and you are talking from the place of glory, even your nonsense, you are making sense. Am I making sense to you there? Even your nonsense, you are what? Making sense. Even in your nonsense, you are making sense. Even in your nonsense, what it has nothing to do with you now is about the glory upon your life. When glory is upon your teaching, upon your ministry, upon your life, upon everything, I can't imagine why those who are pastoring in Banana Island talking about me, pastoring in Mushin. I can't imagine. Those who are pastoring in abroad talking about me, pastoring in Mushin. Say Mushin. Glory. Settle for glory. Grace brings you into glory. And the glory talks about the covering of God. The presence of God. The smell of God. The odor of God. That is glory. And when glory is available, it also has results. He said, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. And I will fill this house with my glory. 
and the glory of the latter day shall be greater than the former. Sir, stop struggling for the things of the flesh. Settle for grace. If you can cry for grace and be hungry for grace, you will travel in God's glory. He said, the Lord will give grace and glory. And because you carry grace and glory, no good thing, no good thing. We live with thought. I love the word we thought. It means that by divine birthing, by redemption, by your inheritance, you are sentenced and ordained to enjoy good things. And God says, what is yours? I won't withdraw it. No good thing we live without. So you can't be a graceful man and envious. You know why? You lack nothing. When the pressure was much on me in motion, God began to encourage me in the understanding of grace. You are married, you are married. And you have the most beautiful wife. You cannot, you can't debate it. Your wife is not as fun as mine. End of discussion. You can't debate it. Have you checked my status today? Check my Instagram. Oh my God. Now, 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 see, I began to encourage myself. They have children and blessed. They travel abroad from Mushin. We are going everywhere too. No good things, sir. Please catch this thing quick and fast. Nothing settles your emotion for balance than grace. When you don't have grace, you will envy everybody. You will kill everybody. But when you have grace, you understand this grace, you calm down. You may not have their numbers, but you are not barren. You may not have what? Their numbers, but you are not barren. Grace refuses you to be barren. There, should be one, there will be one thing or the other happening in your life that you can return the glory to. Pastor Paul, I'm not yet married. Look at your life very well and see the wonders of grace. Look at your life very well and see what? The wonders, the wonders, the display of grace. Are you aware that some people, when they eat, they find it difficult to go to the, to the restaurant? When I wake up in the morning and I drink water, if I have not visited the, house, the White House, anywhere I'm going, I'm in the consciousness, but it will come. Easy flow of system. Many are living in mansion, but they, can't, they, are, they find it difficult to urinate. You get the gist now? Stop living in complaints. See grace at work in your life. Stop living in complaints. So God gives grace and is able to make grace. And I see grace happening for someone here this morning. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. I'm about to close. Look at it. Chapter 9 of Ecclesiastes and verse 11. I returned and I come to submission. I returned. Chapter 11, Ecclesiastes verse 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift. Please pay attention, my people. Grace is the game changer in any man's pursuit. Grace is the game changer in any man's destiny pursuit. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, and we are all on the race. Not the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise. Because in this system, what the system, you either be strong. Or you are what? Wise. Or you are swift. Smart. They say go to be street wise. Street wise. So wake up. Be street wise. He said, but I return and I saw that the son that this thing we are calling destiny pursuit. It's not about all of these things. Nor riches to men of understanding. Sir. Nor riches to men of understanding. Nor favor to men of skill. This is colundrum. If all of these things do not define what life should be in the real essence, then what is life? Look at the last statement. Don't be, don't be impatient to be out of that scripture. He said, but time. He used the word but. But time. But what? But what? But time and chance happen to them all. 
But time and chance. Now listen carefully. That time and chance talks about God's involvement. And I will show you. And that talks about grace. In other words, remove time and chance and put grace there. But grace happened to them all. But grace happens to what? Them all. How do I know? Chapter 3 verse 11 of Ecclesiastes. He said God has put eternity in the heart of men and he makes all things to be what? Beautiful. In his time. He has made everything beautiful, sir. In his time. He looks ugly until his time comes. You are strong, but it's ugly. You are wise, but ugly. You have understanding, ugly. You have skill, ugly. You are strong, you are losing battles. He said the race is not for the swift. Not the battle for strong. But time and chance are put to them all. And God made all things to be beautiful. Three levels on. He made everything beautiful in his time. And he has put eternity in their hearts. He said that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to the end. Grace is a mystery. Difficult to be coded. After today, may you be an explanation of grace. Extremely difficult to be coded. He said, no one can find out. He said, I've been crying for this several years now, and I'm still crying much more. Who is with me, Joel? I'm crying. He said, no one can find out. Who is with me, please? No one can find out. No one can find out. What the Lord does from the beginning. So concerning your life, you're a project in the hands of God and nobody can find out how God is doing it. How you are growing, how you are increasing, how you are overcoming battles, how you are surviving. Stop trying to explain God to people. Stop it. Stop it. Stop trying to explain. Stop living in fear and stop trying to live in emotional blackmail. But you told us last year you didn't have money. How come you built your house in three months? It's grace. Truly speaking, three months ago you had nothing. But a few days when they left you, contract came. Can I tell you something? Provision goes to visioneers. What is the essence of money in the hands of a fool? Who is a fool? He knows no God and he has no vision. A fool says in his heart there is no God. That is number one definition of foolishness. God's absence. And when you have God, God gives you vision. Sir, there is no money coming to me now that does not have what it gets to done. If you hear that somebody give me let me know. If you don't ask me in one second, it will come one hour after, it's gone. It's where? On Fasashi? I just told you now, not I'm wearing now, it's less than two years. The boat tie is four years. So I'm not talking about buying cars and buying all those things. God gives provisions to visions. So visioners are natural commander of provisions. You see that? That no one can find out the work of God. How he does it from the beginning to the end. Now see, I am not excited. You there for lasting word of truth. Grace, going forward, we speak loud in your life. Loud. Now, I put on my note before I draw conclusion. The highest realm of humility is grace. Can I come your way? The highest what? Realm of humility is grace. Both to experience and to observe. You need sound humility to look at people God is doing wonders in your life and you are void of bitterness and pride. But sometimes when grace is working, it slaps your longevity. He said, I know this guy. We used to wash his pint for him. We used to call him to order. But he's the one that holds all the essays now. And stop it, he didn't stay. He didn't know what? He didn't stay. He's far away from Yahoo. Don't get polluted if you want to claim blessing. 
Your mind cannot be polluted and you are believing God for clean blessing. At least for goodness sake, free your mind. No good thing with the Lord we told. God still gives people money. At least 1,000 euro. He still gives them money like a flood. That God still blesses his own, sir. In multi-billions of dollars perpetually. And I see so many of you hearing my voice today, you will be a CEO of conglomerates. In the name of Jesus Christ. So clear your mind. Nigeria is difficult. Stop that. Stop that. I was in a place on Friday and a pastor that God has blessed showed me what God has done. And I said, wow. I said, wow. He's still blessing people, sir. He's still blessing people. Clean your mind. Clear your mind. And reach out for your own. Reach out what? And this week will be your week. Reach out for your own. No good thing we live without. No good thing. No good thing we live without, sir. And he does it in a way, Bumi, that no man can find out. I, I saw that one, sir. So I, I, I don't chase men, I chase God. I he say no man can find out. When you understand grace, I don't, you become unusually bold. Lord, I need this. Let me say this. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and had death no sorrow, sir. Sorrow-free blessings. Sorrow-free. You shouldn't get married and you are crying every day. Grace is absent. You shouldn't have children and things are going wrong. Whatever is constituting tears, grace brings an end to those tears this morning. So my dear pastor, I heard you say you, want, you are closing. And I meant it. Take these seven things and go grow in grace. If God is able to give grace and he supplies grace, then you can grow in it. God gave me to my parents, but he didn't give me as a grown-up man. Am I communicating now? I saw my picture. I was so robust and handsome. I've always been handsome from day one. When I'm preaching, I'm not smiling, I suspect. <laughs> but there are some things, after I'm serious, I will be humorous. Because he that sits in heaven shall laugh. There is no tension with God. Calm down. No tension. Every tension in your life comes to an end now. Yeah. I was supplied to my parents as a seed. And here I am. God always gives what he gives. As seed form. And as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. There is a measure of grace God is able to supply and He gives, but sometimes He gives to us and expects us to grow in it. So I'm asking you today to begin to strive to grow in the grace of God. Second Peter, please. 3 verse 14 to 18. Long verse of the Bible, I will rush it so I can close this thing. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. As also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, as written to you, as also in all is what? Thank you for following epistles. Speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction. As they also the rest of the scriptures, you brethren, you therefore beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow. But grow. Please, but grow. But, are you with me? But what? In the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory now and forever. God is able to make grace available. God gives grace. But God is saying to us through his word, 
grow in grace. Regardless of all the challenges and everywhere, he said, please pay attention to grace and grow in it. To grow means to increase in size and weight. Irreversibly. To increase in size, in capacity, to develop. So as God supplies grace, he expects us to grow. And you can't grow without an intake. So there are few intakes required. In the world, your grace to increase. To increase in measure. To increase in measure. There are a few things. Number one is you become steadfast. Be steadfast. Be steadfast. Don't be slippery. Your steadfastness will aid your grace growth. To be steadfast means to be resolute. Dutifully firm and unwavering. In God, in him, you are steadfast loving God. You are dutifully firm. You are resolute. You are strong. You are rooted. You are not lukewarm. You are not a believer in the truth and a believer in fake. Are we together, please? You are firm. Steadfast. Now, can I be honest with you? My steadfastness has contributed to the increase of grace upon my life. Those who know me, I've been doing this from the age of 14. I would 30 years ago. That is the voice of my immediate elder sister. 30 years ago. This guy, are you up to 30 years? You look so young. You just heard me now. Ah, 30. Serving Jill Alakesh. 30 years. June this year will make it 30 years of being born again. I was born again at the age of, of 14. In Jack on Day School, I mean, blocks at New State High School, just behind us here. Forget about my tie, I was born in Moshe. In the solo road. I have not done anything apart from God and carrying my microphone in 30 years. In 30 years, when I finished secondary school, created to go to an institution, like many young guys will do, I went to a fish um, cold room to work. I couldn't work for a day. I ran away. I didn't know, till tomorrow, I don't know why God put me in motion. Because I don't know how to do what motion people do. I still don't know. I can't even mimic it. How much of your friend brain? It doesn't look like it. But I believe God is using my life to make a statement. He's using my life to communicate grace. When they threaten me in school, I will call them my sister and say, come and fight for me. Can you imagine? Mushing boy. Mushing boy. They are threatening me. They want to beat me. I say, I will call my sister for you. Sir, 30 years of straight serving Jesus. Not looking back like lost wife. Lost wife looks back and became a pillar of salt. Don't be deceived. The things of the spirit is like going to school. If you drop out, you restart. If you fail, you repeat class. Be steadfast. Be immovable. For your labor in the Lord. It's not in vain. Be resolute. That is how to multiply in grace. Huh? God gets excited to pour more grace on you. To make more grace available. And never to withhold. This your steadfastness. Steadfastness. In all ramifications in and out. Please. In and out. Steadfastness increases it does, sir. It does. James 1, verses to 7 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubt is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. And one of the things we receive from the Lord is grace. I mean, the Lord will give grace and glory. 
the Lord will give. The Lord will give. So when you are living in doubt, you can't be steadfast. When you are living in doubt in your heart, your steps can't be straight. You can't be resolute. You can't be steadfast. You can't be predictable. You can't be predictable. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, like I quoted, always abounding in the work of the law, knowing, sir, that your labor is not in vain in the law of a certainty. That will be good works in return. That will be testimonies in return. That will be increased in grace because you are steadfast. Number two, stay hungry. Stay hungry. So much knowledge about grace that you can't afford not to crave for it. You must be hungry. Hunger for grace will make you to enjoy the presence of God and the pathways of life. You are just hungry for God. You know why I'm saying this to you this morning? There are many things people want to hear when they're talking about grace, but I realize they're not the fundamentals. You can give without being steadfast. You sabotage grace to work. Yes, because giving money can appropriate grace to your life. I agree. Accepting Christ is accepting grace. No doubt about it. But it can remain dormant without any effect. Hunger is like a stirrer. It steers everything within you to reach out for what you get. Hunger. So Moses said, Lord, my time. If you will not go with me, I am going nowhere. He was responding to the call of God when he was hungry for the presence of God. Exodus, three, verse 12 to 23. No time to read that now. Just write it down and go back and read. And the Lord responded, I said, listen carefully, my presence shall go with you. He was hungry. And when God's presence goes with you, you travel in glory. And glory has attraction. Glory has attraction. Your business travels in glory. Your family travels in glory. Your ministry travels in glory. Everything just travels in glory. Because we are hungry for God. Hungry for God. Number three, let your heart be right. You are hearing some strange things this morning. Let your heart be right to increase in grace. I said earlier on that grace is not for the confessions. Men with right heart have the possibility of increase in grace. Proverbs 22 verse 11. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his sleeves, the king will be his friend. Eventually, sir. My son, give us that scripture. It's there. Look at it. I, I love this scripture. He who loves purity of heart, sir. Don't say we are talking about grace and you are abandoning the purity of heart. Let me tell you how it works. The Bible says to him that is pure. How many things are pure? All things are pure. All things are pure. Let me be honest with you. Many years ago, I have two friends. One comes from the UK. Another one comes from the US. I had no passport. And every time these two guys are coming to Nigeria, you need to see my joy and excitement. I was not sure I was married then, but I was already dating my wife. Maybe she can remember. I was always, no, I was not married. I was not married. I was, I was always joyous. He is coming from London. I will be more than ready to go to the airport to receive with joy, with everything, to even carry their bag like a protocol. They're my friends, though. With purity of heart. But today, today, I can choose to disappear after the service. I can choose to what? After the service. It's a choice. It's a choice. But that is no longer a prayer point. The next prayer point is sustainability. But God broke that, that 10 years, no, 12 years ago. This is 23, right? 11, 2011. 12 years ago. Since 12 years ago, God has broken that one. 
He had opened international door as a pastor preaching at the country 12 years ago. Silly mushi. Sir, don't stop being pure in your heart to God and to people. They may criticize you. They may decide not to post your picture now. They may decide not to like you, like your post. They may not to post beside you. They may not, but don't worry. After a while, hear the last statement. Hear the last statement. The king will be his friend. Because the evaluation of life goes beyond your immediate constituency. The evaluation of life goes beyond what? Your immediate consistency. But if care is not taken, your consistency can kill you. Their character can kill you. I'm teaching you this morning. So don't say because you want to belong, you are becoming impure in your heart. Don't injure anybody. Don't criticize them. Don't pay evil for evil. Keep being good. Keep being pure-hearted. A day is coming. Your king will send for you. And you will hear, we have been seeing your business. We have been, we have been knowing you. We have been knowing you. Somebody that's, that's very close to me, sometimes I had a very terrible issue in a complaint where she was the MD of that complaint. And I got involved because everywhere they know that this is this guy, this person's pastor. And, oh my God, this person went all the way, got lawyers, all manner. I said, I will deal with this man. I said, stop it. Something just came up. I said, let's, let's leave it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Ah, if not for you, Papa. If not for you. If not for you. I said, let's leave it. There were facts that can be presented. Being an MD of a company knows all the tricky, all the intrigues and all the weaknesses. I said, let's drop it. Let's drop it. Today, senators are dealing with him. With this person, senators of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. That king, look at the next last me. That king, the cash it. That king, I'm telling you the workings of grace and beauty of heart. You may have something in your hand to kill who death with you, leave them alone. Grace is a greater revenge. The revenge of grace is heavier. Tweet it. They thought they cheated you. They thought that they maligned you. They thought they finished you. Don't worry. Grace is about to speak louder. All the people that messed up with Joseph, what happened? And they did. When they were selling him, unknown to them, they were selling him to his destiny. I see grace working. You hear what God told us, 19 of Exodus? He said, you see what I did to the Egyptians? How I bore you on eagle's wings. Don't abort your eagle's flight. Because the things you are going through now might be the things God is using to make the kings of this earth to be comfortable with you. I love that scripture. I love that scripture. And I've been tempted too. Pastor Paul, this pastor has been tempted. There was a time people were just mixing up around me and I felt like I should change to, to everybody. And I had the Lord say to me, don't change being who you are. So I retreated back to myself. Don't change being who you are. I'm laying, but next Sunday I will say perhaps things people want to be hearing. But I'm laying foundation for the sustainability of grace in operation. Sustainability, steadfastness, hunger, purity of hearts. To God, to people. When grace fights for you, they can't compete with you. They can't. They can't compete with you. When grace fights for you, sir, they can't compete with you. When grace is working for you, the things you thought you can never do in your life, you begin to them cheaply without their consultation. Sir, can I be honest with you? As a pastor, let me tell you something. I've seen it in ministry, in business, in life. The greatest pain on the mighty men at times is that you become mighty without them. If you didn't hear from your pastor, anything since we've been coming here this one if you are surrounded within the mighty people and you suddenly become so mighty without them they may smile at you when their heart some of them are tormented 
May grace lift you. That's why, that's why you are wondering, why do we have fight in the church? It's a worry to me too. Why do pastors kill themselves? Not just with mouth. Are you aware that some pastors will carry guns to assassinate another pastor? They will sponsor media houses to run down another pastor? Why? But some a pastor rises without their involvement. It's a big problem. And it happens everywhere, including your family that you came from. Your family is not saint either. My too is not. A man's worst enemies is from his own household. And is provoked by envy. True grace at work generates envy. Or you'll be preserved. Amen. So what do you do? Stay pure in your heart to people. When people are buying cars, love them. When they're celebrating, be pure. Grace is coming. Then the king will be his friends. And when king becomes your friend, you get the kingly reward, the kingly honor. You need to go. Number four, intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. James 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. Intimacy with God multiplies grace. Colonial. Intimacy. Strong fellowship with God. You are just loving God. You just blessing God. You are into God. God is into you, sir. Without any sense of hypocrisy. No guy. No deception. You love God and God knows you love him. Sometimes. Love is not what you say in the public. It's what is attested to in the private. When they call your wife and say, are you sure your husband loves you? If she can confidently and comfortably say, yes, he loves me. Then the man truly loves her. Same thing. Now, I'm talking to the matured. I'm not talking about the Indomie generation. Who's this love has only buying me perfume and buying me, uh, buy me Mr. Biggs or taking me to, to Shawarma and taking me to Marriott Hotel or all those things. Those are shadow. Any man can dribble you and do that to you and have his way. Are you with me now? That was money. It's deeper. It's what? It's deeper. It's deeper. When you have seen life and you can conclude, he loves me. If God can be convinced that you are truly with him, he will pour grace on you. He will come telling you, sir. It's, do you know I'm feeling this, but I'm feeling unusual aura of grace on my forehead and over me. I see, it's like God is taking you to one theater and working on your mind this morning, this service. See, because you are the recipient of my grace. But oh, stay with me. Maintain the altar. Stay in the privacy with me. Let me know you in the secret. It is who he knows in the secret he was in the open. Stop knowing God in the open without knowing him in the secret. Your father that see day in the secret shall reward you in the open. Shall reward you in the open. Next thing. Our brother came to my house, not the one I'm living now. The one we are living sometimes ago in the solo. One estate there. How they entered the house, we didn't know. Eventually, we got to the game through the window. Then we were in one of the flat blocks of flats downstairs, and they just came through with AK-47. Are you with me? With AK-47. And we just had our little baby there. Toki, is it Toki now? The second girl. And obviously, she was in the bed with me, with my wife, three of us in the bed, and they entered, and the man put his leg like this in our matrimonial bed with gone and tapped me up. As I look up, I saw AK-47 and the man. I grabbed my baby, put on my chest and I was shouting, I love God. I love God. I love God. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. After God delivered all that day, I knew I was truly born again. Because the only thing coming out from my mouth in the middle of, in the midst of death, first time in my life. That testimony sounds sweet, but my wife could not live in that house for almost two months. 
about a month after, I traveled to America, asked my friend, Pastor Festus, maybe he's watching online in Maryland. I will be in his house in Maryland, USA. And he wants to open the door. My body, <laughs> so who entered? Who entered? He said, calm down, calm down, calm down. So, the testimony may sound sweet, but the shock, it left in my body. That is why many people, they died after successful story. You see why we have to thank God? And all I was saying in that bed, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Intimacy. If you love God for God, you will not lack grace. That was one of the only time we went on that one again. They came again. I was in the, lived in the parlor. My wife was in the bedroom. They came in again. That one was Igbano. <laughs> I was on the, on the couch. Don't be afraid. <laughs> I just had to I woke up. That one, I don't lie on the water. I didn't even know what I said. Raise the my wife was sleeping like nothing. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, who? <laughs> my greatest joy, <laughs> my greatest joy is that our children were in the other room, so they were far asleep. And I gave her money to go and buy food stuff or something or something like that, or to pay balance children's school fees, something in between those two things. So they collect the money, everything, and they ran away. So we have to leave the house. To one house that we saw inscription, military zone, keep off. <laughs> that house is the smallest house I've ever lived in my marital journey. But I was not worried about either big or small. What I was after is military zone, keep off. Because... <laughs> Why did I share that? One more. You don't know if you truly you are in a relationship until you have crisis. What to say, how you react, justify your intimacy with somebody. True test. I love one pastor in this country with all of my heart. I love him and I love him. We saw him in the retreat at the Mr. conference. I would told him, my wife will be 40 today, Dick Sunday. He said, oh, come and see me. God just blessed me with a powerful house in Lekki. So I went to see him. We were talking. He said, what's your plan for your wife on Sunday? I said, well, I'm doing a dinner for you. Ah, blah, blah, blah. It's okay, make her happy, blah, 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 blah. Pull out her phone, his phone rather. I said, put her account here. But before I met him, before I started loving him and saw him physically, I vowed, may I not collect money from him. At least for now. I don't know tomorrow, but for now. For over two years of knowing him now, it has not happened. Now it happened. I didn't know where it came from. I said, no, sir. See, they're saying, ah. I said, no, sir. He insisted. I said, no. I have not spoken to her, but on her behalf, no, sir. I love your silence. No, sir. And with all I have heard here and there, that man doesn't bless more. He blessed according to his capacity. I said, no, sir. Just Friday. After I left, the two guys in the car with me, I couldn't keep short. The architect and brought me with me in the car. I couldn't keep short. I was talking like a man that passed a great test. Where I'm going here. I said, God, I have vowed that you will cause things to happen again and again. That this one we know that I love him, not for any. People go to him for money for everything. Me, I just love him. He said, "Put this account." He gave me his phone. I said, "No, sir." One first time, second time, and there is a, another patriarch general there. I'm talking with witness. No, sir. I'm teaching you when this. I said, "No, sir." I didn't know what came on me. He gave me the phone. I collected. I said, let me keep it here, sir. I didn't even part. 
No, sir. Because I said to God, this man, difficult for him to believe people love him for what he has gone through, but time will prove it. And when the opportunity came to test my heart, I passed. I don't know if he's watching me or anybody's hearing me. I passed. No, sir. Love will prove you in times of difficulties. Are you looking for grace? Are you really in a relationship with God? No, sir. No, sir. We'll continue next time. God will make this easy for you. Yeah. Your reward is a sum total of what you reject and what you accept. Yeah. You understand that? Pastor Paul, what if he was to give 40 million that day? Praise God. God can give me 400 million like that. Are you there? When I started in this motion, I never thought in my life somebody can give me one million naira. Pastor, you're a blessing, take one million. I never thought it has happened again and again. There's nothing. Genuinely believe in grace. Genuinely. Genuinely. God is still raising Daniels. He's still raising the Josephs. That will not compromise, that will not bow. I will follow their persuasion. And I will have a clear rise on your feet.